welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian, and I am being joined today by Gabrielle Hiora. Did I pronounce your last name right? <laughs> yes, yes, it's pronounced right. Thank you for the invitation, Shane. Oh, no doubt. Thanks for coming on. And Gabrielle has put, is putting out, or he's got a Kickstarter going on for a game called Hell Knight. Could you tell our listeners what's the idea behind Hell Knight? Because I think it's got a pretty cool concept here. Uh, well, Hell Knight, in Hell Knight, you interpret uh, demonic bikers <laughs> uh, that are hunting uh, the fugitive archons, archdemons uh, from hell. Uh, basically, Lucifer uh, is missing from hell. So all hell is on a state of convolution. You know, it's a... They are everybody, they are uh, reveling against uh, their former master. So basically, you have to hunt down these arch demons uh, on the 80s Earth. It seems to have a very old school heavy metal vibe that I really appreciate because I was really into that stuff. It really mm -hmm. reminds me kind of like Ghost Rider, Johnny Blaze type things. I, I, I think that's neat. <laughs> Yes, yes, of course. Uh, yes, uh, Ghost Rider, Spawn is also an inspiration. Uh, there are some things from Neil Gaiman's Sandman, and of course, a lot of horror B movie stuff from the 80s. Uh, Tales from the Crypt, or. I really appreciate those. I, I love those old Ghost Rider comics back in the day. I got into that, and, and I, got, I got into old heavy metal stuff. I, I just want to bring up, like, like, there's a relationship between fantasy art and 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 old heavy metal stuff like richard corbin did the <laughs> bat out of hell album cover for meatloaf back in the day i don't know if meatloaf could be considered heavy metal in this day and age but back then a lot of folks would have classified it as that but probably probably his covers still kick ass oh yeah so those old meatloaf i got tons actually I, my uncle got me into those when i was young in the 80s and i got quite a few old meatloaf albums from back then still to this day those old records and those covers are awesome flaming skull demon guys on bikes and stuff like that freaking yes. love it that's the coolest stuff on earth i think that's great there is a very close relationship between hey metal and fantasy and a lot of uh, comic illustrators ended up doing hey metal covers so they are like bonded together yeah, Absolutely. Corbin did that Battle of the Hell cover. Corbin was also known for doing heavy metal comics and magazines and stuff yeah. like that. He was awesome fantasy artist back in the day. Actually, Richard Corbin is a, a great inspiration uh, of my previous work, Warbland. Um, he's a big inspiration, not only because of his aesthetics, but I actually stole his idea of, of the skies. If you look closely, all his skies are all like psycho, very psychedelic. Oh yeah. So in, War, in Warlam, you you have those psychedelic uh, skies. I really, that's great. That's Warplan. cool stuff. I now I I'm familiar with Warplan. I've not played it or picked it up. It's one of those ones that's been in my wish list forever. I need to grab it. <laughs> I need to get a copy of it already. Oh, of course I'll send you a copy. Don't worry about <laughs> it. But yeah, I can you tell our listeners a little bit about Warpland and explain explain the game a bit more to everyone who's listening who may not have heard of it or is not familiar with it? Uh, yes, uh, well, Warpland is I call it a dark acid fantasy. It has some um, a bit of science fantasy as well. Uh, you can picture it as 
as He-Man on a on an acid trip in Patagonia, <laughs> maybe something like that. Those are all things I like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, you will love Warplan then. Yeah, it's very gritty, it's very violent. It feels Conan sometimes, but you can still have technology from a previous civilization. Um, yeah, it feels very different to what we are used to in fantasy, in classic fantasy. It, it it gives me uh, it reminds me of I think I mentioned it before and 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 we did mention the inspiration for Richard Corbin so it would make sense but it very much reminds me of old heavy metal comics that I read growing Absolutely. up. Absolutely, I, I love those. Uh, actually, we we had our version of the heavy metal in Argentina here. Yeah, uh, it was called uh, Fierro and Scorpio. It was called, but it was actually exactly the same. Even the covers were uh, basically the same. Uh, here I have also a magazine that's uh, uh, an Argentine comic. It's an inspiration for Hell Knight. I don't know if you can see but it. I can see. Can you, can you tell the art on it's beautiful? It does remind me of Richard Corbin's art. Uh, what is yes. the Can you tell? Can you describe or give the title to the listeners? Or Because they can't see. <laughs> they can only hear what we're saying. It's, uh, it's called Cazador. It means hunter. It's basically like a dude killing monsters all the time <laughs> that is good he's got ryan he's got the the trench coat on and the in the in the what's that kind of hat the fedora but he looks all like hulk like it's, yeah it's very corbin-esque and yes, yes heavy absolutely. metal vein i like that stuff i love the colors in it too it's really take a look at this one take a look at, at this uh and see if you can see the oh he's rolling bike. around on the bike the bike's got this massive skull type like almost like a like an animal skull perhaps more of a a horse yeah. skull at the front. Yeah, that's cool. I love that stuff. <laughs> yes. It's very, very along those lines of the Ghost Rider and Hell Knight and stuff like that. Yeah, I appreciate that, that. That one is from the 90s. So, yeah, we have that culture in Argentina as well. Yeah, I was into oh, the 90s. I was definitely reading a lot of that stuff by the time the night, because in the 80s, I was kind of young. I don't think I got into to, to heavy metal yet. But my uncle had uh, this big old chest up in the attic of my grandparents' ah. house, and he had just piles of the old heavy metal comics in there. And I remember ah. it was probably, I was young, but not too young when I discovered those. It may have been around 1990, 91, 92, around then. And I remember uh -huh. just my mind being blown as I was flipping, because I loved comics. And I'm sitting here, yeah, there's, there's naked ladies and everything else in there there's all these people killing each other i was like i god, can't believe this god bless our metalhead uh, uncles <laughs> yes <laughs> my uncle was an old he was an old biker uh he was uh ah. he was his his he's the one that introduced me to the meatloaf and to Jimi hendrix and stuff like that the heavier metal i got into when i discovered all the sepultura and king diamond and all that listening to the sex pistols with old punk <laughs> I, I got into heavy metal comics because of my father. I remember I was seven, eight years old, and I was just, I did not understand anything about it, but I was blown away by the visuals. You know? my, uh, the my spouse is from uh, Appalachia, deep Appalachia out there in the mm -hmm. hills, and uh, we go out there often, and there's a, a trunk out there filled with old heavy metal comics Ooh, her father yeah i think that we're going to try to bring that back home and start <laughs> put those in the basement with our other game stuff of course of course take care of it it's a treasure it's it's, good. it will become uh, more difficult to find them as time moves on oh i have been pricing some of them online over the last couple of years i'm not sure if i want to start spending that money <laughs> i just go get yes. the trunk of old stuff they're getting from... expensive yeah. yeah a lot of that old stuff that i had just just taken for 
taken uh, for granted growing up has become mm-hmm. scarcer and scarcer and harder to find. A lot of the old paperbacks that I had piles of and I just would not take care of. <laughs> I didn't yeah. think they'd be worth anything, even the game books. But- same thing is happening with uh, some B movies. You know, it's getting very difficult to find them and to watch them. Uh, I was really into those B movies. I grew up on that stuff. My mother, my parents were very conservative, very religious, but uh-huh. they really liked B movies a lot. It was very <laughs> much like their work. So my mother introduced me to like people like uh, like Peter Cushing and and uh-huh. Christopher Lee and then um, uh, what's his name uh, Mar- uh, Van Peebles and stuff like that and some of the more obscure like Basket Case films like that was oh, uh, yes. my exposure was my mom watching all these all the time. Great, great. So yeah, I, I like I definitely you had, good, you had a good education then. I had a good education on it. <laughs> They definitely, and they're into Svengoolie, if you're familiar with Svengoolie, and they, they still watch that to this day. It's their weekend routine is watching the old B flicks together. When I go visit them on the weekend, they'll be watching the old horror flicks. Have you watched by any chance the, the new Mandy movie with starring Nicolas Cage? Oh, wait. I watched, no, I don't think it's Mandy I saw. I saw one where he was in like a Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> ah. was, like there was and i think that's not that's not mandy that's something else that's not mandy, yeah. yeah i'm getting confused with the other one this one nicholas cage had to kill animatronic animals that's what i'm thinking yes yes that's very funny but mandy is a, a big inspiration behind hell night i have to check that out those demonic actually those demonic bikers are featured in mandy you you, you should see that movie because the soundtrack is great the visuals it's all inspired in the 80s. It's a big uh, nostal- nostalgia uh, flick, cinema flick. Yeah, I'll have to check that. I remember like the old uh, Future Kill and stuff like that. We used to watch films like that we had on VHS. It was like they used to advertise it was the cast from uh, from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre on the VHS <laughs> when you pick it up. We watched, we bought so many, of, we would rent so many of those cheap, uh, yeah. those cheap horror flicks. Well, the Evil Dead movies VHS. also. Sorry, the, the Evil Dead movies also. Oh yeah, I oh we loved those growing up. Evil Dead was like the coolest thing. Evil Dead and what was the one that the other one that the other feller did with they where they were driving around that weird car with the Beatles and they had space aliens coming out like, like he took a chainsaw uh, off the guy's butt. What was yeah, that movie what, called? What I was, it? It was Peter Jackson or someone like that directed it back in the day and he would yes yes. yes. It was, they were it, great directors and they did a lot of great things with a, a very small budget. Yeah, that it was. A, I remember we were really into those. We'd always be reading the old Fangora horror mags and stuff like that. As a kid. Uh-huh. I'm <laughs> so Hell Knight. Let's talk about that a little bit more. What are the mechanics of the game like? Well, it is using the same system of my previous two works, Neurocity and Warbland. Mm-hmm. It's basically a two d six roll under the stat system. It's very easy. Uh, it is uh, mainly designed to be learned in 10, 15 minutes. It can even, I, I mean, uh, several of our play testers are actually not into RPGs. So they learn how to play RPGs uh, from scratch with us. And so for me, it's a big thing to, to find people and get them into the community. I really appreciate that. I, I like that. Honestly, I, I've played, I've been playing these games since since the late eighties or so. and. 
I know a lot of games. I've played a lot of big, complicated games. I don't like learning new rules. So when the rule sets Nobody are likes easy, learning new rules. yeah, I want I want easy, simple rules. And I appreciate that when a game has. And something. I think that that the time we have designated uh, for playing games is not as long as before. So I think that um, this is the sign for a three-hour session, uh, several chapters of three or four hours. So it's uh, very very condensed yeah and with a lot of the there's so many games out now there's just great stuff coming out it's hard mm -hmm. to get to everything so what our game group does is we do a lot of one shots and if it's too complicated for us to play in one session that's difficult doesn't make any sense yeah <laughs> give us something pretty in this i think a lot of people especially independent creators are realize that yeah we we want something a little easier to play or something that goes with something we're already playing and don't have to relearn so I think those are positive things we get. Now you said something about rolling up a character today on today's episode. I would. Yes, I think... Would you like to roll? And um, we have five character classes, but I think that the coolest, or the at least the most important, is the Slayer character. The Slayer. Yeah. What is a the Slayer, Slayer exactly? Can you tell me what it's that like is? Like a fighter, barbarian type of dude at the moment. Ah, yes. So I think that it will be fun to roll one of those. Let's do that. Yeah. What okay. will I need, dice-wise? <laughs> dice-wise, you you need d6. A d6? Just, just one? Yeah. Just one d6. It I got one a... d6. Okay. Okay. Uh, slayers are fierce champions who made war against the heavens and known guardians of powerful relics. These veteran demons' appearances are far from inconspicuous. They adhere to a savage code that promotes bloodshed and courage in battle. They own hell rides. Hell rides are a biomechanical bikes, to be precise. It's, it's the cool Ghost Rider looking bike. Can there be yes. flaming fire for tires? <laughs> yes, 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 absolutely. You can have that. You, you even have a table for rolling hell bikes if you like. Oh, but that's cool. A hell bike table. <laughs> Let's do the hell. What, what do you roll first? What do you roll? Roll one, roll a six. I rolled a one. <laughs> a one. Okay. Uh, well, this is your hell form, your appearance in the in on Earth. Okay. Uh, you will be disfigured, either severely burned, hideously stitched, or ridden with gruesome scars. But you can still pass as a mortal, as a deformed mortal. I like that. I get all kinds of burns and stitches, like Frankenstein, like you've been you've been put back together. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I exactly. love Frankenstein. <laughs> can you roll another D six, please? Yes, I can. I rolled a three. You roll a three. Okay. You're a hulking figure, a big, uh, big bastard. You gain plus one to your hit points. Ah, so plus one to my hit points. Yes. Big, massive, uh, stitched together, burned, horrifying looking feller. I'm, I'm, yes. I'm liking him already. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Please another D6. I rolled a five. You roll a five. Well, you have a dragon scale armor. Uh, where you got this exotic item is up to you. You probably took it from an ancient beast carcass that lay rotting in some lightless abyss. But all that is just conjecture. You, that is armor two, and you're immune to fire and acid. Armor two and immune to fire and acid. Yes. Uh, roll another d6, please, for your weapons. I rolled a four. You have two bone tomahawks. 
<laughs> two bone tomahawks. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yes. And for your background, another D6. All right. Another D6. I rolled another four. Another four. Another four. Lucifer made you to fulfill some unknown purpose. Stitched me together and burnt me and created me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's basically an Slayer guy. Well, you, we can we can roll for the Hellride to see what's the personality trait of your Hellride. Oh yeah, bike. let's do that. Is it still a D6? No, it is a D12. Okay, I've got a D12 right here. I, I keep my... I always keep a bunch of dice at the desk here where I'm recording because this is also where we play when we play online. So there's always dice up here. <laughs> okay, great. I rolled a one again. <laughs> okay, your bike is very territorial. She likes to piss and leave his pungent oil mark everywhere. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and for the name, yeah, and for the name, roll a D20. A D20, here we go. 15. 15. Uh, she's called Night Stalker. Night Stalker. I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> so you, you, with very few roles, you get like uh, an idea of a character just uh, almost made. Then you yeah. have to, of course, make the stats of the character. But So the uh, process of rolling up the stats, what is that like? Yeah, um, all the stats start on a base of five, and then you have to distribute eight points uh, between the four stats, between the three stats above that. And what are the three so, stats? What are the three base stats in this? The three base stats are guts, uh, style, and brains. Guts, style, and brains. That's, that works well. I like that. <laughs> so you just yeah. so you start with five and you distribute eight more between them. And then is it 2d6 you're trying to roll under your stats to accomplish something? Yes. Am I understanding yes. that right? Exactly. Yes. All stats go from five to ten, and you need to roll under them, under them to make something, to make whatever. That's actually, that. That's a great. That sounds like an awesome game there to me. I like this. Not too complex. That works. It's very easy. Yeah, yeah. Without understanding the whole complexity of the system, it's very easy for a player to just uh, get into it. Just roll below your stat. Done. Now I got how much who, the art in this where are you where's the art who's done the art for this because it, it's pretty cool looking so far from what I've seen. Well, we have uh, almost uh, ten artists working on Hell Knight. We have Indonesian artists, Polish guys, Argentinian guys, Americans. Uh, my graphic designer is uh, is an uh, skater, punk, fancy artist, <laughs> a very old school. Uh, so he will do his old like uh, cut and paste everything. I like he's that. Not, yeah, yes, he's not uh, much into digital. So uh, I will probably uh, upload some photos of his uh, process of how he works uh, this week or the next because it's uh, really something else of what we are used to in the industry. Oh, I'd like to see that. I, I worked for many years in, in graphic design and marketing. And oh. when I when I first got into it, there was I, there was no digital. <laughs> we didn't we didn't mess with digital like that wasn't really much of a thing. Uh -huh. uh, but it was soon in because I'm only in my 40s. I but very soon in we started getting more and more into digital design and printing and stuff like that. So I really appreciate that regular just design that's less digital more handmade i i get into of it course, I, prefer. Of course, yes. I think that it's important if you are going if you're aiming at an at nostalgia 
especially from the 80s, you need to do things the old school way. Yeah. So, and I, the the image that I've seen of the of the, the flag or the, the title image of of Hell Knight looks it reminds me very much of an old album. I got lots of old albums. <laughs> I got piles of them <laughs> down here. It, it took me, it actually it actually actually took me a, a, a long time to find is an artist specialized on fonts, on heavy metal fonts. Uh, this is a Polish guy that, that made it. He's uh, he's a hellish maggot, he's called. Yeah, and, hellish maggot? Yes, hellish maggot. He's That's I like and, yeah, his, his specialization is uh, mainly fonts. Heavy metal fonts for bands, for heavy metal bands, black metal bands. Mostly. Oh, that's good. Yeah, uh, that's there's definitely a very unique style to those. That is that is all their own, especially that black metal stuff. When that stuff started coming out, the Ephesus Star run into that, it, it, it can be a little difficult to decipher some of the words sometimes. <laughs> yes, yes, but yeah, yeah, of course. Um, sometimes, uh, well, I mean. The distortion on a guitar is not exact, exactly uh, easy to understand, but I think that a noise and distortion, it's, uh, adds, uh, it goes with, with style, you know? It makes an impression and you understand what it is about just, just from the visuals. Yeah. Uh, now I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull something out. Like I like that this is inspired by kind of that era of things. Uh, sort of in the way that Mark Borg itself or Mark Borgie, however it's pronounced, is um, kind of bases itself specifically on black metal or that that type of heavier, like, I don't want to say death metal. I think they go more into the black metal, but I don't, I don't know if I should. Making that distinction matters to most people. <laughs> Just maybe. Yes. There's so many subgenres. But there's then there's definitely a dip, like different genres and eras of, of metal. Uh, and I think it's really cool to see this kind of 80s style of metal coming into game and there's a lot of that stuff i really got into uh back in the day and really love like the old king diamond and stuff like that so i'm excited i think it's cool i know that john the other guy who's on this podcast is is been going on about hell knight for a minute since he since he posted it he's really excited ah. for the game he's i know he's Great. back in it and i'm pretty sure we're gonna be I'm pretty sure it's going to get ran over here at some point in time. In the next great, great. I will send you a physical copy so you can go, so you guys can play it. Yeah, definitely. He's and I know he's definitely back, and we're excited to check it out. I think that it's it's fun. I know he and I know he's into old metal too because we're about the same age, listen to a lot of the same stuff at times. So that definitely tickles his fancy. So. We'll definitely have to try once we get a copy of it here. We're gonna probably try to get it in our lineup. And like what we what we try to do is we're not the most timely at doing reviews. Like when something first comes out, I'm not necessarily gonna review it. We're trying to like play stuff and then talk about what we've played a little bit. So it takes us a while to get to things because we got to organize the game night and get together and play oh, it and then organize the recording afterwards. So I think this is definitely one we're gonna try to try to fit in there and all the listeners out there that are listening it is currently on kickstarter it's i think today as we're recording it's got like something like 16 days left so it's going to be about two weeks give or take when this posts on the weekend go over back it and uh, are there any other sites or anything like that that we should add to this that they could they could uh they should go to to check it out or well you can join our facebook group uh, worlds of Kiroga. 
I'm sorry, say that again. Walls of Wor worlds, uh, worlds, worlds, worlds of, of. yes, and uh, worlds of Kiroga, Neurocity, Warlam of Hel and Hell Knight. Uh, we discuss all our games and we discuss uh, all the genres that we love. Uh, we can discuss science fantasy, cyberpunk, and now with Hell Knight, also horror. Okay, send me a link to that because I don't think I'm in that group. I need ah, to be in, in that. I, I will send you an invitation. Yeah, I need to be in that group. I need to check that out. This sounds like this sounds like one that I need to be in. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a it's a nice little group. We are about uh, six hundred and fifty people now, but we uh, share our passion for. Uh, yes, yeah, definitely send me an invite, and I'll make sure that we get a link to that uh, as well into the show notes so that people can just go down there and check it out and they'll be able to find it when they're listening. So, and I, I know we briefly touched on Warpland. Mm -hmm. um, did we, I, did we, I'm not sure we went over completely. Like where can we find Warpland and pick up? It's, it's on, is it on drive-through print on demand or is it? Uh, drive-through was on, uh, the Warpland was on drive-through RPG, but right now it is um, having a, a big update. Uh, so it will be available in drive-through in about uh, two weeks or so. You can also get a limited hardcover edition as an add-on for Hell Knight backers on the Kickstarter. Okay. And I recommend you get uh, that one because it's going to look uh, particularly good. Uh, it's going to be a premium edition. The colors are going to pop out. Uh, it's an, an offset print. You know the difference between print on yeah. demand and offset print. It'll so the offset print's going to be a much nicer quality print. Course, print on demand are going to be. They're going to be. It's, all, it's a physical. It's okay, book. but it's not the ideal. Of yeah, <laughs> it's not going print. to be a hardcover offset print. Uh, I think it's going to be a saddle stitch if we reach the 999 backers. We, uh, we are almost there. I think we will reach that. And it also comes with a cool poster and hopefully a, a C-shaped brochure also. A C-shaped uh, brochure? Yes, a C-shaped brochure that is going to include the critical hit tables. I'm not, I'm not, what is, I'm not, when you say that, I'm not sure I know what a C-shaped brochure is. Is that, <laughs> is that, could you explain me what that is? It's, is that like a? It's like a poster you fold together. Okay. Harbor like poster you fold together and you can open it up. It's almost like a Dungeon Master screen. Okay. I got you. That makes sense. All right. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. You can fold it three times. That's about all we've got for today. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here, you can find us on Facebook at Wobblies and Wizards. Just search it. Wildliesandwizards.com is our website. You can find me at Twitter at Logar Hailcrom. And is there any place that our listeners can find you besides the group that you want to put no, out there? I, I only use Facebook and Kickstarter mostly. Okay. I don't want to go crazy with it <laughs> with more stuff. <laughs> that works. That works. <laughs> and as always, uh, keep those dice rolling.